welcome to another episode of Impact Today. My name is Mark, this is my lovely wife Victoria, and we are happy that you have joined us. Today we are going to be teaching another powerful lesson from God's Word that if you will put it into practice in your life, you will see blessing. Yes. You will see miracles. miracles. But before we get started, first of all, I just want to mention that you can go to our website at globalimpactministries.com and there you can see what's going on in the ministry, but you can also access all of these programs from the past. Uh, you, it's very obvious if you go to the homepage, it's right there. You click on the link and you can have access to everything we've taught on Impact today. Amen. Praise God. Yeah. Victoria's going to begin teaching a powerful word today, but before she even does that, we want to give you a testimony mm. of someone watching Impact Today called in recently, and this person had a heart problem, and the doctor said they needed an operation, but they were watching this program, they believed, they put it into practice, and when we prayed, they prayed with us, and the Lord Jesus Christ healed their heart. Mm. They went back to the doctor and the doctor gave them a, a clean bill of health. They no longer need an operation. These are the kinds of things the Lord Jesus does. Amen. When we take him at his word, we believe it, we speak it, we act like it's true. The Lord Jesus comes and he performs his mighty miracles in our life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's very exciting. Yes. You know, if the Lord will do that for one person, He'll do it for anyone That's else. That's right. So we'll get started. Yeah. We're going to start in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. Do you want to read that? Sure. It says this, Hebrews 4 verse 12. It says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Um, you know, my plan was to really focus on the first part of this verse. For the word of God is alive and powerful. Um, one translation says it's living and powerful or it's alive, operative and active. Mm -hmm. Operative and active. That means it's operating and it's activated. It's doing something, mm -hmm. right? Um, but while we just read this, something else came to me that I kind of want to touch on. And sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. You know, the soul and the spirit are closely uh, entwined, mm -hmm. right? How do you say it? You say the spirit voices itself through the soul. Is that how you say it? Mm -hmm. Just like the mind thinks through the brain. brain, right? The brain is an organ. But your mind is not your brain. That's right. When your body dies, let, let's say someone's in a traumatic accident and their brain is injured and they die. Well, they still have a mind. Yes. <laughs> you go to heaven 
or hell with your soul, mm -hmm. with your mind. The point I want to make here is that um, the Word of God can even divide the soul and the spirit. Why is that important? You know, you or someone you know may be suffering with some kind of disorder, you know, where you've seen the kind of doctor who wants to evaluate your mind, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of try to get everything in order and maybe give you some medication to sort things out. Humans can't divide the soul and spirit. Uh, maybe you've heard of like a personality disorder or severe mental illness like schizophrenia or bipolar. That's where the soul has been traumatized to the point that there's a defect. And guess what? There's no surgeon on earth that can take his tiny little sharp scalpel. With that scalpel, a doctor can go in and cut away a cancerous tumor. But nobody can go into your soul and fix that with a scalpel. Mm -hmm. Nobody can do that. And if you or someone you love find yourself in that kind of position where the doctors have said, you know, your personality <laughs> is uh, shattered, mm -hmm. you're gonna deal with this the rest of your life. Here's some medication to help the symptoms. I have good news for you. God's word is alive and powerful and it's sharper than any surgeon's scalpel. It can go in and cut away and divide and literally fix everything that needs to be fixed. Amen. That's right. How does it happen? Well, that's what we're going to talk about. God's word is alive and powerful. That's a constant. That never changes because God never changes. However, all you have to do is look around you and you can easily see that it seems like God's word is more alive and more active in some people's lives mm -hmm. than maybe other people's lives. What's the difference? You know, is it because they love Jesus more? Is it because Jesus loves them more? No, there's reasons why, there's many reasons why the Word of God can be working in a stronger, more profound degree in one person's life than another. We're going to look at one of those reasons today. Let's look at Romans chapter 10, starting in verse 8. It's a very familiar passage of Scripture. All right, Romans chapter 10, verse 8 says, but what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. Okay, just stop for one second. In your mouth and in your heart. That We want to take note of that. Mm -hmm. Okay, and we'll continue reading. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. There it was again. If you confess with your mouth 
and believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord mm -hmm. and believe in your heart that God is raising from the dead. He's showing a connection between the mouth and the heart, Amen. the heart and the mouth. Verse 10, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. With the heart one believes. With the mouth one confesses. Three times in a row, mm -hmm. he's showing us the connection between the heart and the mouth, the mouth and the heart. Now skip down to verse 13. Verse 13 says, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved. I love that word saved. It means healed, preserved, delivered, kept safe and sound. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be kept safe and sound, Amen. rescued from danger or destruction. You know, a lot of times when we read that, we think, oh, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You hear people say that. Are you saved? Yeah, I'm saved. And we immediately think I'm saved from sin and hell, mm -hmm. right? I have eternal life. But it actually encompasses so much more than that. It actually is referring to everything that Jesus Christ has provided for us. That's right. Safety, wellness, happiness, health, prosperity, wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken. We have a big God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, so what are we talking about? We're talking about how come... The Word of God seems to be so active and powerful in this person's life. Mm -hmm. And maybe I'm not experiencing it that way, the way I see them. What can I do? What I'm wanting to show you here, what we're teaching on here, is the connection between the heart and the mouth that will activate the Word of God. And we're going to look now at Mark chapter 11. And let me just set this up for you, and then I'm going to have Mark read chapter uh, 11 verse 22 but Jesus and his disciples are walking Jesus is hungry and he sees a fig tree and the Bible says he walks up to the fig tree to see if he might find a fig on it to eat mm -hmm. interesting though the Bible points out that it's not the time for figs mm -hmm. And I'm sure Jesus knew that. I mean, he grew up there. He knew when it was fig season and when it was not fig season. But maybe even though it wasn't fig season, you know, you could still go up to a fig tree and there might be one or two figs hanging around, right, that they hadn't gotten. But he goes up there and there wasn't a fig tree. He's hungry. He wants a fig. He's up at the fig tree. There are no figs. You know, Jesus is very interesting. I put myself in his shoes, and I think, you know, if that was me, you know, let's say I go up to a tree. Uh, our neighbor down the street has a peach tree. I go into her backyard to go get a peach, and there's no peaches. I would probably just be like, oh, wow, that's disappointing, and walk away. But Jesus takes the moment as an opportunity to teach his disciples something. You know, he was very purposeful. Everything he did, he's so amazing. So he says to the fig tree, no man will ever eat fruit from you again. It wasn't even the fig tree's fault, <laughs> necessarily, that there were no figs. It wasn't time for figs. But he 
curses the fig tree. He proclaims, nobody will ever eat fruit from you again. Now, in order for the fig tree to stop producing, it has to die. Mm -hmm. So basically, he was telling the tree, die. Mm -hmm. So what happens the next day? First of all, I think it's important to point out this observation. When Jesus spoke to that tree, mm-hmm. although when, when he spoke, something immediately began to happen, but it was not visible to the eyesight of his disciples. They heard him, but they saw nothing. But down underneath, at the root system, something was happening. It's so important yes. that you understand that. Mm-hmm. That you're never moved by what you can see. Never moved by that. So, he speaks to the tree. And the following day, they're walking by that tree. And it says in verse 20 of Mark 11. Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatsoever he says. So Jesus said, Have faith in God. After he demonstrates speaking to the tree and the tree obeying him. He says, have faith in God, or you can say, have the faith of God. Mm -hmm. He's saying this is a demonstration of how the faith of God works and you have the faith of God. Mm -hmm. You can operate the same way. And what does he say? I say for assuredly, I say to you, here we go. We're We're gonna emphasize the heart and the mouth, right? Because that's what we're doing. I say to you, whoever says, you say with your mouth, mm-hmm. to this mountain be removed and be cast in the sea and does not doubt in his heart, there's the heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. I love it. Yes. Jesus is powerful. Hallelujah. Now, the problem or the obstacle that many of us have to get the Word of God operative and active, the Word of God is alive. Mm -hmm. It is operative and active, but we block it. And the way we do that, it's not usually with our believing. Now, sometimes it is because you might not know what to believe because you haven't been in the word you got to believe the word Um, when people have a good testimony to share i make a practice of saying i believe that Mm -hmm. like you know if you hear if someone has a testimony oh we were ministering to these people but so many extra people showed up and we blessed the food and the food multiplied i believe that I make it a practice to be a believer. You know, we were talking about this last night, mm-hmm. Victoria and I, and I, I made the observation in the moment. I was like, you know what? People who are cynical, 
people who are slow to believe, mm -hmm. like, oh, are you sure? Maybe we should verify, make sure that really happened. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones who never see miracles in their lives. Mm -hmm. Why? They never are in a posture of faith, a posture of belief. And you stated, yeah, we're to have childlike faith. Yeah, and a picture, you know, when you have an innocent child, mm -hmm. you got to be careful what you say. Yeah. Because they believe everything that comes out of your mouth. Yeah, that's right. And so we need to be the same way. Um, what's that saying you say about birds and fish and dogs? Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Uh, birds fly, fish swim, dogs bark, cats meow, and believers believe. It's your very nature to believe. Dogs don't meow. Right. Fish don't fly. <laughs> right? Birds don't swim. And believers ought not be doubting. Believers yeah. believe. Believers believe. So that's generally not where the blockage is. Mm -hmm. Generally, we're talking about believing with the heart and speaking with the mouth. Generally, you're going to find the blockage right here. Mm -hmm the mouth. What are we speaking? Um, you know, we've been ministering downtown to the homeless population in Tulsa, Oklahoma for about four years. And in the beginning, I was just very interested, you know, why are you home? Why are these people homeless? And I just wanted to hear their stories. And I think it's, um, important to hear people's stories when you're trying to reach them and minister to them and it can be a good thing but um recently i heard my pastor say something that kind of uh the light bulbs kind of went on for me he said yes we care about your story but don't exalt your story above the word of god mm -hmm. in other words if you're constantly talking about your story, your circumstance, what's going wrong with you, yeah, I believe the word of God, but this is my story. Yeah. That's exalting your story above the word of God. Guess what? One year, two year, five years down the road, you will still be stuck in your story. <laughs> but if we can learn to exalt the word of God, above our story that's when the miracles happen that's when god's word goes into action and works on your story and fixes things the greatest miracle that could ever happen is that a, a person is living their life walking along a child of the devil bound by sin on their way to hell living under the oppression of the devil. And in one moment, they hear something, right? They hear something, they believe with their heart, they speak with their mouth, and they have a miracle of becoming a child of God. That's right. And so that really brings us to the, the crux of the matter. Mm -hmm. The most important thing you need to believe in your life. The most important thing you need to believe and then confess is in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. That is the central theme of the Bible. That is the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
that Almighty God, although we were sinners, although that we were lost, although we were deserving of eternal punishment, God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. So that whoever believes in Him would not perish but have everlasting life. So Jesus comes down from heaven. He leaves His throne of glory, clothes Himself in human flesh, is born of a virgin, grows up and becomes a man, tempted in every way just like you and me. Yet not one time did He sin. Not once. Healed the sick, cleansed the leper, raised the dead, forgave sinners, but then He He did what he came for. Mm -hmm. He went to the cross of Calvary. He hung between heaven and earth naked. And he took upon himself all of our sin, guilt, shame, sicknesses, diseases, the punishment we deserved. He was bruised, beaten black and blue, bloodied. His flesh was torn off his body. All of it was in our place. Mm. All of it was for us. He died with all of our sin, all of our curse, died with it, was buried, went to hell with it, and rose again victorious when we were justified in the mind of God. That's the gospel. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says, Romans 10, we already quoted it, Romans 10 verse 9, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. Really, that means He's God. He is the Son of God. He's Lord of all. If you confess that and believe that God the Father, His Father, raised Him up from the dead, you will be saved, delivered, set free on your way to heaven. So we want to encourage you to do that right now. If you've never done that, Maybe you have, but you just need a reaffirmation in your heart. I want to encourage you to do it right now with me. Say this after me with all of your heart. Dear God in heaven. Dear God in heaven. I acknowledge acknowledge that I'm a sinner. That I'm a sinner. But I believe. But I believe. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Is your son. Is your son. I believe he died on the cross. I believe he died on the cross. For my sin. For my sin. That his blood was shed. That his blood was shed. To wash away my sin. To wash away my sin. I believe he was buried. I believe he was buried. And I believe. And I believe. That you raised him from the dead. That you raised him from the dead by your mighty power, by your mighty power because, because of, my justification. of my justification. And therefore, and therefore I, turn from my sin. I turn from my sin. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your forgiveness. I confess with my mouth. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ is, Lord. is Lord. I receive him. I receive him into my heart. Into my heart as my Savior. As my Savior. Dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. Come. Come. Live inside of me. me. I give myself over to you. I give myself over to you. And I'm thankful. And I'm thankful that you saved me now. That you saved me now. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. My friend, if you've never done that before, I have good news. If you did that with all of your heart, your sins are forgiven, your sins are washed away. The Bible says if any man receive him, Jesus, To them, He gives the right to become a child of God. So you are now a child of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 
Now, real quickly, before we say goodbye, we're going to pray for the sick right now. But this is what we want you to do. We want you to put this into practice. Start believing in your heart mm -hmm. and saying with your mouth that you're healed, mm -hmm. that you are healed. Do what Jesus did. Speak to that fig tree. He, yeah, speak to that disease in your body. Mm -hmm. believing it has to dry up and go. Yeah, right now as we pray, just start saying out loud, I believe I receive my healing Amen. now. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray for every person watching. Yes. And we you, ask Lord. you right now to stretch forth your hand and heal, heal. them now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We believe we have received. And we thank you for it. We speak to heart conditions. Mm -hmm. To be healed and cured. Kidneys be healed and cured. Diabetes go in the name of yes. Jesus. We command tumors to dissolve, disappear. We thank you, Lord, that you heal ankles mm -hmm. and bones and people walk again in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for many miracles and healings. Thank you for what you're doing. And we give you the honor. We give you the glory and yes. praise. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior or you just experienced a miracle or you need prayer, we encourage you to call the number on yes. your screen. There'll be someone there to answer your phone call and they will pray with you and hear your testimony. We love you. God bless you. Don't forget, believe the word and speak it with your mouth. Amen. In Jesus' name, bye-bye.